This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shiny Wizards Network. Entertainment, here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. Well, what up, High Fivers? Uh, this is your boy, High Five Tom. And uh, as uh, as always, I've got my very good friend, uh, Mr. You're Too Slow Will. Will, how are you this evening? I'm, I'm back and I'm live and in color. You are. I can actually see Will, even though this, we are 1,800 is, miles apart. This is not a, a video podcast, but my, my the, I mean, not... Knock on wood, the 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 camera is is working for the first time since the start of the year, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, your boy High Five Tom's uh, a little under the weather. But um, real quick before we get into Will's uh, unboxing here, um, I do just want to announce. Obviously, you know, once again, thank you. Uh, we are part of uh, the family that is Visionaries Global Media. And uh, also proud partners of the Shining Wizards Podcast Network. Uh, so I want to shout those guys, as you heard in our little introduction that your boy High Five Time has done. Uh, but Will, we've got an unboxing here, huh? I do. I, I have show and tell. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll, I'll preempt my, my showing and my telling by uh, putting it out in the universe again to keep an eye out uh, for Mike Spear Jr.'s uh, Kickstarter for Volume 2 of his comic. Mm. Um, it's still in the coming soon phase, but I'm looking forward to jumping on that when it's available. And I also, an update, uh, if you're in the Wizards Discord, you've seen this, um, or if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen this, but there was a Kickstarter for a new wrestling comic called Slobberknocker. Um, and they are currently over 200% funded. Oh, wow, really? Out of their opening weekend. Nice. Because they opened the Kickstarter at uh, the start of the first night of WrestleMania, and it was fully funded within the first night. Nice. So this is very cool. They still have some perks available, including if you drop enough money, they will draw you into the comic. Uh, so, if, yeah, if you go to Kickstarter, you look up Slobberknocker, there's not a whole lot of Things in Kickstarter called Slobberknocker, so you'll find that wrestling comic. That's dope. But on to our main event of the evening. Um, I, I placed an order through uh, Midtown Comics out of New York City. They have uh, three locations, I believe, in the city. I went to the one in Uptown uh, the last time Brittany and I were there. And I picked up online obviously um, this new comic that i heard about through my friends in the comic book couples counseling 
podcast. Uh, we have the A and B covers for a new. It's it's kind of a superhero comic, uh, <laughs> but it's called the gimmick. That's cool. Where um, without having to pull everything apart and. Uh, first issue is out now. Second issue comes out next week, week after. And this is by Joanne Starr and Elena Gogu, G O G O U. Hmm. Um, it is a mature rating, so. Not that anybody who's listening to this cares. I'm sure, sure everybody's uh, of that age. And it's got a quote from... Uh... Stickers and white. Oh, it's called uh, Long Live Pro Wrestling from Scout Comics. Uh, this is their issue zero and this is something older they only had this uh issue uh, in so i'll have to search around because apparently this is connected to i'm assuming more issues of long live pro wrestling um, so it's something i just start hunting around but tom the whole reason i went to midtown anyway ahead of my trip to Mexico was to get my own trade paperback copy of Do a Powerbomb, which everybody should go get. It's available, I'd say everywhere, but not a lot of shops around me actually have copies in stock. But uh, check online, plenty of great shops nationwide that have copies. And you can also Amazon it, get it digitally. Uh, let's let's sell this fucker out so we can get a hard copy made. Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting on mine, so that's awesome. You finally got yours, huh? And uh, that's such a dope cover, too. Yep. So uh, the cover they use is one of the variant covers, one of the 13 variant covers of issue number one. Lots of little nods and illusions on this cover, including uh, Daniel Warren Johnson himself. His parents, uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and characters from his other comic book series, including Murder Falcon and Space Mullet. Nice. So if you know what you're looking for, and even throughout the comic, if yeah. you know what you're looking for, you will find lots of little Easter eggs, little nods and references to things that he is very vocal about enjoying or that are references to his other series. That's cool. And putting over again, my friends in comic book couples counseling podcast have one of the blurbs on the back cover. Which has helped bring hopefully lots of new listeners to them as well. Yeah, and listen, yeah, Will, if you ever if you ever want to reach out to him and get him on the show, Daniel Warren Johnson, I'd be more than happy to facilitate that. So, I'd like to hear about yeah. it. That's definitely something when we, you know, now that we're in the big leagues and we're getting all these uh, big league checks because everybody wants a piece of Ring of Honor revelry. I, I mean, yeah, those checks are flying in. We got to we got to get the AEW money right. It's Ring of Honor podcast. Okay. Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor, so I mean we're advertising for him. Yeah, I mean TK. We're, we're we're telling people to get Honor Club if in the colors featuring now. If you use Honor Club on your phone, you can watch at one and a half or two times speed. But not on a laptop, but you can do it on your phone. You can't 
do the 30 second skip still because I tried that because the, the player is weird where it doesn't really give you the full like uh, time bar so you're, if you need to go back it's like you're like jumping like way back and you're jumping like way forward and yeah but yeah that is my show and tell and you know like I said I'm going to Mexico next week so I will not be uh, revel, I'll be, I'll be reveling, just not in uh, Ring of Honor. Well, I hope you don't think about us at all, Will, because I mean, keep, when uh, I'm in keep Mexico, keep an eye on the social media because one of the convenient. one of the shindigs we're doing while we're down there is a, a disco themed <laughs> party, and I I got quite the outfit. Oh, I gotta see pictures of this. If you all ever want to know what a five foot ten, three hundred pound man looks like in stretchy white bell-bottom jeans, you are going to be in for a treat. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a three-and-a-half X in European size. <laughs> you are not 300 pounds, Will, unless you've gained I'm, like 50, I'm, 50 I'm, pounds since. I'm I'm hovering around 280, and I have been for a while. I don't yeah. look it, which which is very flattering, but I do. The code red doesn't help, but, you know, shouts out Mountain Dew. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat, so you know this fucking cold's getting to me. So, um, but will and actually, I don't know if you realize, but um, hopefully we'll get to see each other in the real life before this. But we are one year, a little under one year away from our uh, our eclipse trip out by you. Yes, sir. So if you could order some nice weather from April next year, I mean, if it's like what's going to be next week, it's going to be like 80s over here. Oh shit, huh? And I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. Then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to be in Mexico. So it's probably going to be like 80-something at least down there, too. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be in the 60s when we're not. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we'll do some research. But, uh, you know, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So, you know, I'm not sure what we're – if we're going to be doing much traveling this year. So um, – or if you guys want to come out here. You know, I'm trying to talk uh, our good friend, Mr. Brundon, to come out for the Insane 8. I know you're not much of a deathmatch guy, but – I could be. Um, I would happily get my uh, my friend uh, Joe, who does unboxing videos under the name Pure Evil. His son is very much into the deathmatch stuff, and he actually took his son to a uh, tournament of death this year down in uh, Delaware. Wow. And he said it was actually a better time than he thought it was going to be, and his son's into the more deathmatch stuff because, of course, you know, it's like, Joe likes WCW and Attitude Era WWF, and his son's like, "No, nah, I want to watch Deathmatch stuff." You know, MDK all fucking day. Let's go, Makiito. Yeah, motherfuckers, let's go. Um, yeah, and listen, it's I mean, the insta- it's not as crazy as it used to be because it's outside now. Um, but yeah, it's a I mean, it's a good time. Big names. So, um, I mean, I'd be down. I've I've I'm very inexperienced as far as deathmatch wrestling goes. Other than like clips I see on Twitter. But uh yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean I've got your ticket and I got a place to stay. All I gotta do is get here. So um yeah, I don't know, maybe talk Brunden and be cool if the three of us could go, you know. So I know tickets go on sale um June fifth. I think it's uh yeah, what weekend is? I'll have to look up what the weekend it is. I think it's mid-August. So, 
Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that off air. So, yeah, it'd be good to see you guys. So, I mean, if you guys come on come on here, I can't guarantee anyone will be pissing on the concourse at Miller Park, but that's all right. You won't be at Miller Park anyway. So, no, I will not be at Miller Park. So that still bothers Logan Snot out of me. So, I don't know if someone didn't knock that guy out. I don't know. Right, like no, I get on the one hand that like nobody really intervened because I mean, really, like, what do you do? In that situation, like you tuck it back in and tell the guy like beat it, like <laughs> you know. I hope I hope he's been banned. So she like, finished. That's bad. Yeah, to be that, this is... that fucked up that early in the day that you're just whipping your dick out and pissing in the concourse. Like, and I'm known for peeing wherever the hell I want, and I've never even thought about doing that. You know, and I mean, I, I've drinking myself to the point of, of alcohol poisoning, and I've never even thought about doing that. Um, I mean, they're still selling beer, so that was before the seventh inning. Um, yeah, and it's funny. I wonder if I let that guy in the game too. If it's he looked like a guy that I let in, but that guy was pretty sober. But I don't know. No, yeah. that was also maybe seven innings ago. <laughs> yeah, well, our gate didn't close till the beginning of the sixth inning, so. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not editing out the coughs. Why would you? That's that's what people want to hear. Okay, yeah. Um. Well, Will, I don't know what I did with my phone. Do you have your phone available for a question of the summer this week? Sure do. Oh, it's on the table. Oh, on the table. Well, Will's got it. I got it. I'm contributing. You're always contributing, you guys. I mean, well, I don't. I almost spoiled our. You've been working on some things behind the scenes. You're doing some social media for us. We're, we're going to try. You know, off air, we can talk more about getting some some more of like a social media presence going other than just posting stuff on our personal pages. You know, maybe try to be a little funny, a little cute, get those get those likes, get those ha-has, get those retweets. The ja-ja-jaws. I fucking pop every time they do that. Ever since I said that you did that, and now they say fucking ja 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 I was so like, flat. When, I was like, when, oh, when wow. I hit, when I hit, when they did that on Monday, I I lost it. I I was jaw jaw jaw. I I almost literally LMAO'd. You know. I mean, yeah. There may be there might be ten people that even get that joke. And uh, yeah, I was I was really flattered on that. So. All right, Tom. So. Uh, I really like this question too. By the way, I mean, I mean, Brennan, sorry, obviously. Sorry I, sorry, I spoiled your answer. <laughs> I really like thought you guys wouldn't think it would be it, but oh well. So, I mean, I think Brun Brendan might be confused because he opens it up with gentlemen, and I I don't know if, if are we gentlemen? Ah, uh, no. Qualifies gentlemen. No, as we're sitting here talking about people peeing in a concourse of a major league baseball stadium. I mean, still better than Truth Martini and current. Well, I say current. What we're watching current, as current ring of current, current our world. Uh, so we are embroiled in the ring of honor versus scum feud. So Brendan wanted to know, is there anyone in this 2013 ring of honor roster we think would fit in scum that is not already in it? I really so, like this question. So Tom, uh, do you want to start or do we want to start with Brunden's answer was awesome too. I'm, and ironically enough, you think I would have been the guy that would have thought of that, but uh, 
Yeah, what was Brendan's response? Uh, Brendan picked, you know, you know, and we'll spare the jokes about how there's only like five people who aren't in Scum at this point. But yeah, Brendan's choice of the last real man, freshly signed Silas Young. Um, that's an excellent choice. Uh, I mean, he said the last real man would work well in Scum. You know, the, a real man does what it takes to win. Also, I could see his interactions with Carino being great and Jacobs even more since they are the polar opposite. Yeah. Having that friction of the last <laughs> real man and the zombie princess. Yeah, and Silas and J- Jacobs have history at AAW. Damn, there's some more AAW. Yeah, I mean it's I mean this I mean Ring of Honor is really AAW heavy. Um, you know, we yeah. will get into that in future episodes and stuff like that. Um Well, I mean they run into yeah. the same roughly the same geographic area, right? It's a lot of like that Well Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Um for sure. So but it's technically Berwin, but uh yeah, I mean Silas says that's a great pick. Um I mean I and I really like what Brundon's thinking's there is on that one and uh when Brennan and I said, "Oh boy, you know, you got to tune in. I'm, you'll be surprised at my answer." And uh, it turns out, Will was not surprised by my answer. Um, not surprised at all. Um, which I, I was kind of shocked actually, but for some odd reason, I the first person that came to mind for me was Mike Bondo. Um, I think he is starting to get a little stale at this point. I mean, obviously, we are big fans of the Ring of Mondo you know, and everything, but uh, it's just getting a little too cliche, and I think Scum would be a good heel turn for him, Um, and I think him and Jacobs, you know, like, you know, like, um, like Brendan had said with Silas and Jacobs, I thought those two would have been a very interesting pairing together, and him and Carino kind of would have battled back and forth, but it'd be one of those if you can't beat them, join them type things. And him churning on, you know, Scum, you know, churning on Grizzly Redwood uh, for Scum would shoot him through the roof. Um, but then the two obvious answers would be uh, because we know what they'll be in the future. I mean, Adam Cole and Matt Taven would have been great, too. But, I mean, obviously we know what's going to happen with them in the future. But my pick's Mike Mondo. Michael Jeremy Mondo for Scum. Yep. His real name Jeremy? No. no. I don't know. I was like, where did you pull that from? I don't know. It just sounded like a good fit. Yeah, all right. We do need those Ring of Mondo t-shirts. I gotta find I mean, those. I, I, I don't I have a feeling Mondo isn't his his government last name, so you never know. It'd be funny though. But you, but you never know. No. So I didn't I didn't do my homework, so I don't have an answer prepared. So I'm just kinda I'm I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing this in the moment. I think it is. Really looking at, like, who do we have? Like, who have we seen on Ring of Honor? That's not in Scott. Because part of me wants to say, like, I don't even want to say it because, you know, some people might say, like, Roderick Strong might be an obvious answer, but I don't really want to see Roderick Strong in the group. I want to see Roderick Strong get a nice breakout, like, solo run. Yeah, and that's that was my thinking with not having Elgin too. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, Elgin's got to do something a little different. Hopefully, coming up soon. I mean, we'll we'll spare our feelings on Elgin, but even right now when he's supposed to be hot, he is kind of starting like like we're seeing with Mondo. 
a lot of people are getting a little stale just with the storyline with nothing really going on. What's uh what if Nigel McGuinness? Mm. What if Nigel switched and became like pro scum during during all this? I mean, it would totally fit with the NWO theme that they're going for in the first place. Right, that would be a little on the nose, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um I mean I could totally see it though. I mean you know, once again, you can't beat him, join him, or this was his plan the entire time. And You know who I think I'm actually going to pick? I'm going to pick Mischief. Oh. Because up to this point, we'll get into it later, but up to this point, Mischief is kind of a heel anyway. Not specifically, but she's not, you know, outwardly friendly, which reads as heel. Yeah. Up to this point, she is undefeated, and there's really no representation of scum. Like mm-hmm. Ringmaster doesn't have a women's division, but there really isn't like that that element. You know what I mean? Because like more. having yeah. a woman like Mischief in there the could be like the like that's the last piece, right? And then they would have some like they would have feet on like every level of Ring of Honor. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Carino behind the desk. You've got yeah. all the dudes in scum, you know, tag teams or singles, whatever. And then you have a dominant woman like Mischief. Hey, no one can see you under the hmm. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, maybe it would be. You know, obviously we will get into it um, with uh, this TV I'm, episode. I'm, I'm curious to see when Ring of Honor actually has. Because they don't really actively like push like a woman's division, but they refer to like mischief as like the leader of it, as like a woman of honor, and like we we see Athena again. Um, you know, if Scarlet Bordeaux is going to be a little more active there, or Sarah Del Rey, like they're adjacent to it, so it's, they're they don't act like they have like a division. But whenever they have a women's match, they act like they do have, like, oh, this is our, like, women's. Yeah, it's, um, and like I said, I think it's time, I know we talked about this last year, you know, running it about us, booking our own Women of Honor tournament. Um, I think we should really get that started. You know, we'll all get, you know, we'll get together with Eric, and we all, like, brainstorm 12 women, and we'll just do a bracket, and we'll, We'll put it out on Twitter and, you know. I mean, or if we wanted to go for a two for a price of one pick. If we use the scum feud to bring back Mike Bennett. And you get Mike Bennett and Maria. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like Mike Bennett on his own. I do too. But I was just thinking, you know, like if you wanted to get like somebody who's prominent, somebody who has like a proven winning record. Not that. I mean, I mean, scum. Up to this point, I mean, scum is largely undefeated. Like the, this Ring of Honor versus scum thing is not going in Ring of Honor's favor at all. No, I mean that will change. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for next week. And uh, Brendan, I'm assuming you know this. So uh, as Will had pointed out on Twitter, this actually was the go home show for Supercard of Honor, uh, like you'd mentioned. You couldn't tell by the episode, but. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, they spoil the, the main event right off the bat on TV. So make sure you watch Supercard of Honor first before watching TV, um, everybody. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good thinking. So we've got, yeah, maybe Bennett and Maria, Mischief. I like Nigel, Mondo, Silas. I feel like <laughs> if we had more of the confident Nigel, that'd be better. Like, what well, our 2012, 2013 Nigel, I don't think would would hit, but, you know, 2023 Nigel, maybe. What did you think of it? Did you watch any of Supercard? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> not bad. No, I, you know, I'm going to have a lot of time on the plane, so maybe I catch up on my, uh, my more up-to-date Ring of Honor, I mean, with the TV. I'm not going to. But you know that Nigel obviously made an appearance, obviously, yes. right? Okay. It's funny how they said the crowd went electric because, like, when I watched the clip of them, like, with the music starting and it played, like, the London Bridge is falling down riff, I'm like, this sounds like the crowd's very quiet. And I feel like it should be obvious, like, if they're playing, like, London Bridge is falling down, like, it's got to be Nigel. Like, who else would it be? But he looks great. Yeah. He seemed like, in all the stuff I saw from, like, WrestleCon, it looked like he was, like, Looking good, feeling good, so. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> former, you know, Ring of Honor champion. Uh, Will, who did he lose that title to? Jerry Man, if I could only find a find a review of that, that, that match, a watch along of that, where could we find something like that? I mean, think you go through the, at least the Visionary Global Media's like an, an archive of episodes. Go like, find the bonus episode where. Oh, uh, like who was all the crew on that one? It was me, you, Brendan, and Freeze, right? Yep. So that was a fun one. I was that was a good match, man. I had a really good time with that. So, um, well, I mean, so now that we're we're done pontificating on all that, will we should probably get to uh, the semi-main here, which is the Go Home Show, the Super Card of Honor. Um, I you know you know me well. I, I try to stay positive, but for a go home show, I mean, did they really build anything towards Supercard of Honor? Um, Tom, you know, you know, I'm a beam of sunshine and rainbows when it comes to talking about Ring of Honor. So, yeah, I'm gonna try to do this um, without my notes. It. There's only I feel like you're kind of pigeonholed with it. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. With the way they frame the stories. I mean, like we had a match with Red Dragon, but we haven't really seen Red Dragon this whole month. Yeah. You know, it's like we're not. They didn't really set it up that well. As far as like, here's what we're gonna do for TV leading into this pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. I mean, you're, you're doing a taping a month before the pay. I mean, because this is all from this is all taped March third. You know, so it was the day after the anniversary show. Um, you know, my friends Jack and Tick were in the front row of the entire past five episodes. So, you know, I get it. Yeah, but I mean, you still have to plan out. Like, if you're taping, like let's call it five, or let's call it. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it five hours. We'll be generous. We'll say it like they're going to get five episodes out. You have five hours of TV to utilize, and you've got 
We got a world title match. We got a tag title match. TV title match. You've got Elgin, Jay Lethal, which we saw for a little bit. Haven't heard anything else about it. The TV title match, I feel like, largely isn't really being brought up at all. Yeah, I mean, the TV title is more of a prop now than anything, if you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> it, I mean, it, it's kind of felt like a prop since we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but now it's really like an actual prop prop. But, you know, we'll get into that later, maybe. So, um, but we did start off the will with a hot fire match. Um, three out of my four favorite Ring of Honor current competitors well, before, and Mike Sedo. Before oh, sorry. we get in there, they announced Scum is banned from the building for this episode. Oh, that's right. Again. They have to take powder. So yeah, we we have a very fun opening bout. Yeah, um, so it's uh, rock and roll. Mike Seidel versus Country Adam Page, which I did kind of enjoy. You know the banter with with Lacroix, like the, the homage, like when the the homage on on commentary. Right? Like he's a little bit of country, he's a little bit of rock and roll. It was hokey. But it, it it popped me for for sure, um, you know, and and they're and they're obviously very huge on Adam Page, you know, they keep pimping him out that he's you know he's a college graduate or he's only twenty years old. And uh, he had a did he have a cast on? Is that no, what he, saying? Like he was allowed to wrestle, but he couldn't use that hand. Right. Yeah, he's got a broken thumb from QT Marshall. From who? I'm sorry, <laughs> QT Marshall. There you go. QT, if you hear this, don't yell at me. I apologize. Um, but I love, versus... I, I'm to, sorry. To, to derail this conversation just a little more, loved QT's new finisher. That he's, that he's using an AW, the dirt sheet driver. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Yeah. I'll, uh, you can uh, find a clip of it. Like It's, it's pretty cool. Because he's doing that QTV thing, right, too? Yes, he is really underrated. Um, maybe people... we can watch a maybe we can watch the QT Marshall movie and do a do a little extra content on that. That's actually a good idea. Have you seen it? I have not watched it yet. I saw it's it. Not bad. I, I saw it. I told you about it. You yeah, said it's on the Tubi. Well, yeah, because things disappear at Tubi all the time, so I'll have to make sure it's still on there. But it's worth the watch. I mean, really, I mean, yeah, I mean, people hate QT Marshall, but they're supposed to. Who? QT, I said Marshall. Okay, you better. Um, better but, put some respect on that. Yeah, but their opponents in this in this contest will were two of our favorites. Do, ACH. Do, 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 And to Darius Thomas, teaming up again. Um, you know, I, I've said this before, but I mean, let's face facts, man. That is four super athletic motherfuckers in one ring. Um, and I, I do like that Ring of Honor, like, because like we saw these guys for the top prospect, or, you know, not all of them for top prospect, but a lot of them were present, and that we, we're still seeing them. No, four of them were in the tournament. Was, was Seidel in the, the top yeah. prospect, too? My bad. 
Like the only person, the only person that hasn't been on TV that was in the tournament was Antonio Thomas. Everyone else has been pinned. Yeah. I would have forgotten all about him. So I know the only reason I remember that is because Thomas won the match. But you know, um, you, you know, Truth Martini said Thomas was going to win. Yeah. Uh we have fun, man. Unfortunately, five minutes. Um. Well, they they had a lot. They had to fit into this episode, Tom. They had four matches. Um, you know, that's but that's twice as many matches as they usually. Have. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, fun match. I mean, they put all four of these guys over huge. Um, I really like you know that you're they're celebrating the different styles, you know, of uh, Seidel's <laughs> yoganist that he incorporates into the into the wrestling, and obviously to Darius Thomas is. Um, you know, capoeira and everything, but uh, in the end, uh, Mike Seidel gets that front backpack DDT thing from ACH. I don't know what it's called, but nice I, move. I dig it. I, I like the this is because like. <laughs> it's not just a DDT, right? Because I mean, DDTs are at this point kind of played out like everybody does it, it doesn't really have the same impact as like when Jake did it or even when Raven did it, yeah. But there's like that capture element. So there's that element of like this could be used in part as like a reversal. Like if he was able to catch somebody in like that mm-hmm. that headlock, I, I'm not like pop it on. And yeah, ACH gets uh, yeah. spoiler for later. Not the first win that we're going to talk about ACH getting with this move. No. Yeah. Um. So, and and if anyone knows Tom in the real life, um, speaking of former AAW champions, ACH, um, big fan, um, of him as a human being, one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I know he's currently retired, so hopefully he finds some peace. Uh, but he is a former AAW tag team champion with former Shining Wizards guest frontman Jossie at AAW. And yes, that's WWE legend Jossie. It's not Brian Keith. It's Jossie. It's, it's not right. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I was a little upset by that, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, for those that know, no. Uh, yeah, great match. Um, you know, it went from a very high to a very, very fucking low. And, Will, if you want to pontificate on this, you can. But all I'm going to say is the next segment is Veda is interviewing Mischief. And Truth Martini comes in, says a bunch of horse shit, and basically announces uh, his hoopla hottie, Scarlet. Will be in the match now. Will when I say Scarlet, Scarlet who? It's so they revealed that the full name is Scarlet Bordeaux, and when they said that, I was like, "Hold on, hold on!" Like, there's no way they would have copped somebody's like full gimmick and not like had anything come up about it. But I, I asked you before we started recording, and I confirmed it on the go-to of all knowledge the wikipedia this is the scarlet bordeaux this this red-headed lady is the scarlet bordeaux of impact paired with carry and cross now scarlet in the wwe i guess they're still there yeah we did confirm that uh, i i had no idea like i wasn't really familiar with scarlet bordeaux's impact stuff i've seen a couple clips here and there of like stuff that she was involved with and i saw you know, a little bit of the NXT stuff with her and, and carrying cross, but not yeah. a lot. 
Yeah. So when I heard when I heard the name, it was kind of like the ears perk up. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That was my cousin's wedding. Because you don't so think of, it's like I'm not saying, it's, but it's like you know we see Maria here still being I mean, active. It's like here's a woman who's been in the business for like over ten years now. Yeah. But look what she's doing now and how she's like. She adds so much to the package. She adds so much to the visuals. Like she's such a big part of the gimmick. But we're looking at this now and being like, "Oh, this just isn't." Yeah. I thought I saw something on the Wikipedia about her. She was a, she was also an AAW. I was actually going to mention that. I didn't want. I mean, she was uh, the valet uh, for the besties in the world. My boys, Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett, for a long time. Uh, but she also obviously uh, escorted uh, carrying Irwin to her cross. At the time, was in AAW for a little bit. Um, yeah, she was a valet. She um, did a bunch of valeting before, uh, even with the besties. So, um, once again, another AAW Ring of Honor um, pairing there. You know, obviously. So, um, yeah, truth, truth, Martini blows. This segment fucking sucked. This is like of all the things. I mean, not that the Truth Martini character is that savory anyway. And stuff that has been said about Maria hasn't necessarily been that safe. Like, this is bad. The fact that they let this wind up, like, that this didn't get cut and nobody said, hey, you know, maybe we, this is a little much. Two on the note, yeah. I think this, it was shorter, but I think this was worse than Cincinnati. Just with that one line. I don't even want to justify saying what it was. Um, yeah, it's not good. If if you decide to, uh, or if you're watching along and you you, you know, for every you know you're thinking about watching it, if you're, uh, I'd say try to skip over it if you can. Well, I will tell you this for the first time. This is our 67th episode. No, I mean, I've talked about it. So I always I'll watch you know the episode after day after we record, and then I'll go back and watch it you know and take my notes. This is the first time in 67 episodes I skipped a segment. I was that pissed off about this. It's gross. It's fucking horrible. It's I mean, that's not even being the PC police. It's not it's not being the woke nation. It is just fucking disgusting. Is it at this point now considering that that made the cut, right? That they filmed all this stuff and it's like you couldn't have found something else to fill up this time. Like that's what you chose. Yeah, you could have given that tag team match it's three like, more minutes. I'm, it's like I'm I'm over it. Like I'm over the play with my balls, take your pants off. Hello. He's from Detroit, not from Jersey, but yeah. I mean you it's it's stale. Like this was this was old month and, ago. And for me it, and then for me it ruined the match. Thank you, Sunshine. Um you don't have to whisper. I mean you can say words. You're part of the podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, but and then and then so obviously we find out that you know Scarlett's going to be part of. She's this. She's the mystery opponent. You know they talk. Right, they they announce there's going to be like a mystery fourth woman, and then they just say who it is in a backstage segment without it. And no offense to Scarlett, I'm sure she's a nice human being, but she's not good in the ring. And and the, I mean and the gimmick she's playing did not help. This match literally set back the women's division five years. Hey, listen, she was delivering blows like Shane McMahon. Like, you know, that was 
Wish you'd have blown out a knee like Shane McMahon. You know, it's not her fault. I hope not. Um, I yeah, mean, I mean, I think she's better now because I I want to say she like when she was doing stuff in Impact, like she was like highly praised. Like this, like the gimmick is bad. Yeah. I mean, because also right now she's got she doesn't have like a strong, confident gimmick. Like right now she is just like arm candy. But she's good at it. Like, and she makes carrying cross because with when they, they brought him up without her, he was dog shit. And I love Killer Cross, Karen Cross, and everyone I talk. I, mean, I am a fan. The, the helmet had a little bit to do with that too. That didn't help either. <laughs> um, but you'll get a kick out of this. I mean, I should see if I can find it for you, but there's a match out there, Scarlet Bardo versus Quinn McKay at AEW. Yeah, because Quinn McKay was in at AEW for a little while. Um, but you know this AAW. I'm telling you, dude. I mean, do we do we need to, you know, once we like get to the big leagues and we start doing like paid content, do we have to do like an AAW podcast? I mean, I would love to. I mean, I've offered, you know, to do post game shows for them and everything. So I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. We do have uh, an AAW producer showing joining us in June uh, do, for an AAW. Have, which... like, do they have like a tape library? Yeah, I, I will get you. Um, yeah, they've got their own network. I will. Uh, I'll get you my information. Oh, they have their own. So they have yeah. like an AAW on demand on account. On yeah. demand. Look at that. AAW. Yeah. All American best. Um. Yeah. By far. I mean, Warriors pretty good. Chicago style wrestling. Well, I talked about them before, but I was gonna um, say, is is AAW primo Chicago style wrestling? Chicago's uh, got it all. I mean, no, they, maybe not Chicago's best, but you know, freelance AEW Warrior, Warrior wrestling. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and all besides my experience, I mean, the wrestling at Chicago style wrestling is pretty fucking good. Um, but yeah, freelance. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw it in the chat, but check out that uh, Speedball Mike Bailey Brian Keith match, ref by former guest of uh, my show and also Shining Wizards Perch. Perch. Um, great fucking match. One of the best matches I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm a speedball guy. <clears throat> I'm a speedball guy. So, um, but this uh, we do have a four way dance here in uh, the Women of Honor division uh, with Mischief, the aforementioned Mischief, Scarlet, uh, Cherry Bomb, and also a uh, Athena. Um, obviously, Athena was Ember Moon, and back to Athena now. Uh, but you obviously did recognize Cherry Bomb. Yes, I, I didn't look it up, but I, I I know Cherry Bomb was a prior a prior gimmick. Okay. She's currently on TV. She is currently on TV. She was I She's mean, funny. She's no shit. Yeah, it's funny from Butcher and the Blade. Yeah. No shit. I think she's called Alley and Impact, but yeah. Yes, she is called Allie now. Which is funny because the next match has Pepper Parks, now known as the Blade. Or no, yeah, yeah the Blade. So um I mean, listen, we're gonna try and keep it positive. Listen, obviously Scarlet being a chicken shit heel uh in this match. Um I couldn't really but, tell with like how she had like her hair done and stuff like that, but I mean yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I, you, you you go to the Wikipedia page and you see like more of like a close up photo and it's like oh yeah yeah um and and, and they mentioned she's done five tours in Japan I was like wow I didn't realize she was 
Um, and she looked really solid in this match. Well, the thing is, too, you have to remember at this time, if you were a women's wrestler, you pretty much had like that was the option. Yeah. Was you wrestled Shimmer and you go, they'd take the Shimmer gals over to Japan. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know Shimmer's based out of Chicago, but I know they run, they used to run Chicago a lot. Um, but to get to the match real quick, um, you know, obviously whenever Mischief and Athena were in the and match. It's a, and it's a four-corner survival thing. So yeah. there's two people in the ring. They love these. There's the two people in the ring. You got to, like, tag in and out. But you're not tag team partners. Which, and, I mean, yeah. why Scarlet was even on the corner at all. I mean, like, if she really didn't want to be there, what, what would be stopping her from just, like, sitting on the commentary table and just being like, I'm fine over here. Yeah. Um, Play up the Kevin Kelly being like, I'm a married man. I'm a married man. Um, yeah, in the end, um, <clears throat> Athena does hit the old face on Cherry Bomb slash the money slash Alley. Um, not the best move, but uh, before that, um, it's no Cherry, eclipse you're saying. No, it was not her best. Allie did a great job of selling it. Um, but man, that drop kick that she knocked mischief out beforehand was awesome. They, they, they put the drop kick over, but that's not even her finishing move. And then the no, it's like the best super I kick ever, or whatever. So I'm kind of they primed it up. I'm like, oh, are we gonna see like a minute super kick? Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> they, that drop kick was like, holy shit, right out of her boots. Yeah, um, so I mean, Athena does get the win here, you know, obviously. So I mean, she she is a legend. Um, it's just like, you know, and Veda Scott did all she could to put this match over, but that's right. Uh, Veda Scott was on commentary. I mean, she's I, pretty much the she's pretty much the Maria Canellas. She's um, she's on like world. every women's match commentary. Yeah, basically, right. And she's very knowledgeable. I mean, I guess she wrestles too. So yeah, you know, hopefully, highly, so. highly recommend her episode okay, of the sessions. Yes. Yeah. Bye, bye, Brittany. Bye, Tom. I will see you before June third, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, but oh, she was in the sessions. Uh, she was on one of the episodes. Was maybe like two or three weeks ago. Okay. Veda Scott and her sitting with Renee Young, Renee Paquette, Renee Good, Miss Moxley, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Um, oh, very interesting stuff. Talking about you know wrestling, training, getting into commentary, doing. All that and you know having a, a long distance international significant other at the height of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That cause she was staying up there, wasn't she? Yeah. So I love so, that. I, I, for, yeah. I'm sorry. Nope. And for those that don't know, uh Veda Scott is currently married to uh one of High Five Times favorites. Are you a speedball fan too, or am I just the only speed or I know he's really good. I haven't I can't say I've seen any of his matches. Okay. Um, trust me. But, uh, yeah, actually just type in Speedball and PWG, and you will be blown away. That's where I first heard of him. Uh was Bull of 2015, I think, so. Yeah, that's, um, I remember, because when I, I would always see him in, like, the, the he had, like, the gi getup, where he had, like, the, the kind yeah. of, like, the Ryu from Street Fighter thing going on. Yeah. Like, the white, like, jacket and the pants, no shoes. Always a bold choice. And the super white teeth. That's a mouth Very guard that we recently found out. So, um, But we but, do train. Oh, sorry. Um, well. Yeah, so heading into this match, Mischief was undefeated. Yeah. 
and was not the women's champ because they don't have a women's title, but like the top woman on the division. And you know, for some reason, Beta decided that she was going to get in and try to get a scoop from a very angry mischief. Oh, that's true. I totally forgot about that. Sorry, Will. And uh, was asking questions like, pretty much like, damn, son, what are you going to do now that you lost? And then mischief, not being terribly talkative to start with, uh, turns to walk, just walk away. And Veda grabs her by the shoulder to like stop her. And Veda gets a face full of a green mist. They just had a rough couple weeks. Yeah. Now Cliff Compton almost cut her head off, and now she's been misted. So, you know, this so, is brutal. Yeah. So maybe we'll see a Veda Scott mischief match. Maybe that's where they're going with that. So maybe that'd be kind of fun. Um, but I'm not sure where it happened. I could probably pull up my notes here, but it'd be fun. But we did I have inside. We have, I believe, that our brief inside Ring of Honor is next. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just really Kevin Kelly apologized. Yep, he for, apologized for being trapped in a closet the week before and Steve Carino running the, the inside scum segment. Yeah, and then they really just kind of talk about uh, the upcoming Tay Team match and the main event for yeah, the evening. We, so. got, we got a little because we got uh, our tag team champs are going to be the main event of this episode. Um, the winners of this match obviously will be going on to face American Wolves. Uh, American Wolves at Supercard of Honor. So our main event for this TV episode will be Red Dragon and the Forever Hooligans. No, it's it's a, it's Red Dragon. I mean, it's not. I mean, shout out to Ryan right. Schlong and Ant Money. Uh, Red Dragon. Everybody calls it Red Dragon, and I always said it like that because of the spelling. And I like that that we'll get to it, but they mentioned that on commentary. Finally, I'm like, I'm like. I would have never put that together. I thought it was just like a stylistic, like you spell corn with a K. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought it was just a very new metal thing to do. And then when they pointed that out. It's like, that's why they do it. And they just kept doing it. Yeah. Um, also, kind of the- funny that they, uh, the question, Dave, I'm pretty sure this is at um, War that we're going to talk about. After our commercial break, um, they bring up Davey Richards' uh, personal moral fiber. Kind of. A little on the nose? A little on the nose, considering what happened recently. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was uh, that was pretty early. Oof. Um, before our main event, we have one more match. We do. Um, one thing I do, I did want to point out, so the Forever Hooligans did recently battle the American Wolves. Um, but because they lost that match, they got a title shot because they did so well, I guess. So, um, okay. But, uh, we did have another match. They, they put over the forever hooligans. Like I, I only know them from the couple times we've seen them in ring of honor now. Yeah. But apparently they're a very hot act right now in, in the new Japan scene. Yeah. We should ask some of our, some of our people on that. So maybe we can ask Kieran. I'm sure he knows all about it. Um, so shout out to Bread Club, heard also here on the Shining Wizard, Shining Wizards Wrestling nope, Network. Shining Wizards, <laughs> Shining Wizards. Um, oh boy, it's about to get really interesting. Well, I'm almost out of water. Um, 
Well, yeah, we did have one match. Uh, listen, it was Pepper Parks uh, versus Roderick Strong, ironically enough, as Pepper Parks uh, is currently married to Cherry Bomb, and they're both known as the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. Um, were, were they already a, a unit at this point? I don't know. Um, I Pardon know. I, I have the Wikipedia page up, so I'll just, whatever. I'm pretty but, sure uh, they were together in Impact, and I think, actually, didn't they have, like, a wedding or something? Um, there was there was a wedding gimmick in uh in Impact. It went about as well as every other wedding gimmick in Impact has gone. Um, but good match. Um, a very Ring of Honor type match. You know, and they just talked how Roddy has been on a losing streak. Um, you know, and Roddy is a triple crown winner, but he couldn't get over that hump until he had Truth Martini. Um, they got married September twenty first, twenty thirteen. Oh no! Okay, wow. So they aren't married yet, but they probably were at least dating. A a, a you'd assume maybe even engaged at this point, right? Because we're only five months away. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck has a three month engagement? Well, my wife's not paying attention. Yeah, right, sunshine. Who the fuck would do that, eh? Hey, okay. who would have a wizards? Who would have a five-month engagement? Hmm. Hmm. So who's, who, who's dragging who their feet? Was it you or Faith? Well, I just had... I knew I was going to ask her like a year before I did, but she didn't know I was going to ask her. But, yeah, so I just kind of threw him like, okay, we're going to get married before we leave our, our job here. No pressure. So I know you no got school and everything. So no stress. But we had a great wedding, and oh, yeah. uh, we're still married. And uh, that's right. You're 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 her favorite of her husbands. She's your favorite of your wives. Yeah, we we have discovered that she is my. I am her favorite husband. So that's good. Um, but yeah, wow. So they they've been married for almost ten years, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, commentary brings up that uh, Pepper Parks used to have uh, ponytails, pigtails, or pigtails. Yeah. Which can't picture him with hair. No, ever. <laughs> um, you know, and I kind of like the gimmick, but then they say they kind of leaned out, and you know, fun match. You know, nothing too crazy either way. Uh, Pepper, Pepper Parks, Parks did... got a, got a lot in on Roddy Strong, dude. That fucking knee hit on the outside. Oof. Um, but yeah, in the end, obviously Roddy hits the gut buster uh, into the stronghold and for the win, and Roddy's back on his winning ways. So um, again. Roderick Strong, incredible talent. Amazing. Dude hasn't aged physically in the last decade. No. Still looks just just has those boyish good looks that he had 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh married to Marina Shafir. I know they have a baby now, so Ooh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Um so, but uh yeah, and then we go on to our main event. It is uh, the aforementioned uh, Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero, known as the Forever Hooligans. Are they're the current IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions at this point, right? I believe. I believe they, that's what I said. Yes, and I think they just beat the American Wolves for those belts. Yes. Um, and uh, taking on uh, Redragon, and uh, like Will had this mentioned is, earlier, this is for the Ring of Honor. Tag team championship. So the winner of this bout will face the Wolves at Supercard Super of Honor. 
So, yeah, I don't know why Davey was talking about, you know, either he's going to New York or Japan. So I'm like, I mean, because if, if the Forever Hooligans won, were they going to take the belts to Japan? I don't know. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> we didn't mention the American Wolves are on commentary, and I'm going to use that term very, very loosely. Um, Eddie Edwards did say a couple lines, uh, but like you know, Will had mentioned, I, oh, sorry. I, I like um, that they touched upon like the, the kind of the Noah story, right? Like how Eddie Edwards and uh, Bobby Fish are a tag team over Noah. Yeah. They were very, like they were very uh, over tag team. And they brought it up to, I mean, Bobby Fish brings it up whenever he's on commentary that there's money on the table. And Eddie Edwards gave in. He's like, you know, yeah. He's like, you know, the the money's there. The the, the wants there. You know, it would just be business. Yeah. Everybody's just got issues with Davey Richards. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, but yeah, like Will mentioned earlier, they did put over in commentary that Red Dragon does spell uh, their name with a capital D and a capital R um, as a slight. And Davey then, Richards. And then, uh, yeah, Davey Son Richards is like, like, he's like, no way, you know, Kyle's way too stupid for that. That's got to be all that fish guy. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, Poor good shit. Um, you know, but uh, <clears throat> good match. I don't have a lot of notes on the match itself. A lot of good back and forth. I did chuckle a lot uh, when Rocky Romero was running the train on Bobby Fish when he's stopping Alex Kozlo on there, and then they were going to act like they were fighting and they were hugging. Um, yeah, they, I I don't remember them doing that in the other match I'd seen them in. Like, like is this a thing that they do? Like, is this part of like that hooligan thing? Like, are they just going to like hockey fight for a minute and then like get back to the match? Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, in the end, uh, you know, they do hit total elimination, so shout out to the Eliminators. Um, actually, real quick, I, I know I've asked you this before, Will, but are you aware of the tag team from ECW, the Eliminators? I've seen one match because it was the opening match for the first ECW pay-per-view. Okay. Um, yeah, Kronos and... Uh, yeah, Kronos and Saturn, Jesus fucking Christ. They, yeah. They're really good. Um, but yeah, they but uh, Rocky does kick out of that, but then they do hit Chasing the Dragon, and then David Richards is, of course, like, Well, that's a team ambition move, so I know that hurts. And uh, they get the win, so it's gonna be Redragon versus American Wolves officially at Supercard of Honor. Uh, really, the only story they furthered in this TV episode. Um, but all in all, uh, a lot of ups in this episode, uh, very, very low, low. Uh, but will overall, uh, what was your opinion of this episode? And if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, will would you keep watching? I don't know if I could have got past the truth martini, but let's let's take that episode, take that segment out. If that segment wasn't there, and we actually had a segment that was kind of furthering the the character and like the development between Kevin Owen or Kevin Steen and the rest of Scum. And how he, he largely seems like really separate from this group that he's supposedly the the leader of. Like he doesn't really seem to be that interested in what the rest of Scum is doing. Yeah. 
like scum largely seems like Steve Carino's gimmick and Kevin Steen just happens to be Head, there. Yeah. yeah, the quote unquote figurehead. Um so I mean opening tag match is great. I'm I'm I really like tag team wrestling, so opening match, closing match. That was cool. I mean the I think the women's match overall was fine for for what it was supposed to be. Yeah. I don't love the four corner survival like setup. I get that it's like you don't want to have the mess of like a four way, so you kind of like cut it down and like you could get some play in it, but like there really wasn't anything to gain here, right? So there really is no reason like Scarlet couldn't could have gone the whole match without tagging in at all because it's not like you win anything. There's no title at stake. There's no title shot at stake. There's no title. It's just, if, it's just if you want to win. So, I mean, really, Mischief was the only one who had a stake in this. It was to continue her undefeated streak. streak. Yeah. So, I mean, if we could remove the Martini segment, I'd say I don't think it was terrible. Not the best go-home show. But, I mean, with their format, you almost need, like, you need two weeks of go-home. If you're, yeah. if you're going to try to cover all your stories. And they pose the scum versus Ring of Honor story, and I just don't feel like they've really done a whole lot with it. Yes, but I'll be one-sided. Um, yeah, if you leave that martini segment, that might have turned me forever on Ring of Honor. I might have literally just turned it off at that point and never came back. Yeah, like if we're talking about, like if I was just starting to watch, and like I hit this point, I, that might have been, It'd be too much. Like it would at least be a guaranteed fast forward. Like if anything that Truth Martini was involved with, I would not be watching. Um, and you don't yeah. want that when you only have an hour long program to have somebody where it's like, here's five minutes of your <clears> sixty <throat> minutes that I just really don't want to see. Yeah, and I mean, you could have given that opening tag team match that five minutes. You know, I mean, I, that was my only besides the Martini. We could have got that. some story. We could have got a little more Steve. You know, Kevin Owens, like, what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, I just listed that opening match only be five minutes. Kind of burned me out a little bit, but, I mean, I know you got four matches, but, you know, all in all, you know, other than that, listen, yeah, I, I would have been intrigued, obviously, minus the Martini segment, so. Uh, Will, before we uh, we take a break here to plug all of our friends, shout out to our good friend, Mr. Phil, the Impact player, Phil Ray. I'm going to steal that gimmick until I can think of something else. Uh, as we have a commercial play here, Will. Um, is there anything else you want to add to the TV before we go on to our uh, show called War? War? Hey, what is it good for? Well played, by the way, Will. Well played. All right, high fivers. Well, um, check out this commercial uh, for the Shining Wizards uh, Wrestling Network Podcast Network. Uh, all the amazing shows on there. Check out, obviously, the Mark Order, our good friends, Ant. Uh, Ryan Schlong and Kate the Great over there. Bread Club, obviously the the forefathers, uh, the Shining Wizards. But you'll hear all about that on this commercial break, and we'll see you on the other side. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That?, 
We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at The Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. 
Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, high fivers, we are back. Uh, let's make sure to, to check out all the other sh- great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, but Will and I have more content for you here, high fivers. We have more, a house more. show. Uh, uh, original air date of March 30th, 2013, and it's just titled War. Um, from Asheville, North Carolina, in a random warehouse. Um, with Kevin Kelly on the call solo. Um, Alien talk to whatever they show the commentary desk, they have like the handheld microphone that they, everybody has to like hold and share. <laughs> it's like, what kind a, of fucking low rent business is this? There was a lot to be desired in the production of this. Um, like I said, I, I try to keep it positive, but I understand there's not a lot of people there. But you're in a huge fucking warehouse. You couldn't put up some curtains to hide the fact that there's 80% of the space is, you know, it was, it didn't look good. Um, Yeah, the uh, the optics of the of the show um, were not ideal, but I mean, it is what really, it, I also watched on my phone, so it didn't seem like, I didn't really notice that. But I know what you mean. Like when I helped set up shows, we did it at a hall. And but the thing is, we were only bringing in maybe like twenty or so people, which I mean wasn't what the hope was anyway. But when it's a huge, uh, you know, it's a huge room, it's like it feels that much emptier without having some kind of curtain or something to like cut the room down. It was big. Um. Yeah, it looked like they were just in a big and abandoned warehouse, and that's tight. Great place for a wrestling show. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you dress it up correctly. Um, why, do but, you think uh, the, why do you think the attendance was so poor? I don't know. There was not a lot of people there. Um, and I bet you they're more related to the Briscoes, as we found out later in the show. Because uh, they usually, they do a lot of events in Cincinnati. You think the, the headline of Mark Briscoe, Kevin Owens, or I'm sorry, Kevin Kevin Owens. That's his current gimmick. You know, like you'd think that would be more of a more of a draw. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe 150 people there, maybe. Um, but they did start off hot. Um, the aforementioned Anna Page that we had talked about earlier on TV uh, versus Michael Elgin. Um, you know, I mean, not much to say besides it was a really fun match. Uh, you know, but Page does take a good whip in, uh, breaks his nose, played well into the story, uh, showed some fun offense, you know, and they put him over as a young 20 year, 21 year old grad. And uh, I don't know if you caught this, Will, and I, maybe I'm just a mark for Major League, but uh, Elgin hits Page with a chop. It's someone in the crowd just uh, shouts out, Give me the heater, Ricky. That's from the movie Major League. I pop for that. Um, I mean, honestly, like I said, the crowd was sparse, but, I mean, some of the people were pretty active. 
which will really play into uh, our next match, which they really kind of shine there. But uh, in the end, uh, Michael Elgin does Michael Elgin things. It's a spinning back fist, uh, buckle bomb into the spinning power bomb uh, for the win. You know, obviously, you know, Michael Elgin's not going to lose to Adam Page at this point. Uh, but we get a code of honor, you know, and they, they did put over a commentary that Michael Elgin is known, you know, for being a code of honor kind of guy, so... I know I kind of took over their will, but any thoughts on this match? What opener? No, I mean, it was it was fine. I mean, like, like I said, there was no chance that Elgin wasn't going to win this. Yeah. So there was there was really no stake to this match. It was just gets Adam Page a payday, gets Elgin on the show. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, you know, I mean, I'm not sure what part or uh, part of Virginia – Page is from, but he's semi-local. I mean, North Carolina, Virginia do touch. I mean, Virginia is a big fucking state. Oh, that's right. Um, they're in, they're in Asheville. I said since they were in Cincinnati earlier. My bad. Oh, okay. I was wondering why you're talking about Cincinnati. So yeah, no, they're in a- Asheville, North Carolina. Back to North Carolina since the Battle of the Carolinas. Somebody will review that eighty-four minute match. Will, but uh, on next uh, QT Marshall. Hopefully, that's better. Will. <coughs> Uh, versus Darren Dean. Um, I did do a little research on Darren Dean. I guess he's a St. Louis guy trained by Davey Richards, uh, but passed away unexpectedly in 2016, I guess. Yeah, like how this was a, a hand-picked opponent from, from uh, uh, R.D. Evans. Yeah. But uh, Marshall wasn't really thrilled with the, the fact that he's got like a no-name opponent. He's also not thrilled with the two ladies in the ring and the aisle that were trying to hit on him. Since it's not very flattering things, and I can't say I argue with him, but uh, you know, really good crowd interaction. Um, you know, uh, QT does get on the ring, cost everyone. You know, I I do enjoy this. You know, they chanted "Who are you?" at him, and uh, then when he got on the mic, he like put the mic down. So crowd did pop for that. Um. And then, well, I don't know if you noticed, but Kevin Kelly even states that at one point there's some uh, some man holding a baby, shouting obscenities at him. So, also no Bobby Cruz. Yeah, I didn't make the trip. So, was Kevin Kelly doing both again? No, there's some guy with a major fucking southern draw. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. I said a little under the weather, so my notes are a little sparse here, but um you know right. uh, I mean this it's it's a live event, it's a house show basically. It's almost more of a go home show for a super card than a go home show was. Yeah. Um but in the end, uh QT beats up Dean, Dean gets some offense in, but uh then Scum shows up and yeah, here we go. Uh, but to Carino's, uh, you know, defense, he was, you know, um, horse. Yeah. But he did... speaking of being under the weather, yeah, but he did push through. Carino didn't really skip. Oh, I like this. High five, Tom. Like that. Well, I like that episode a couple, yeah, last year when I had the same issue. But, uh, but as and they also did mention, as pointed out to us by our our good friend at uh, DHB three. Uh, last week on our episode that Will and I didn't, none of us caught this, but uh, suffering, chaos, ugliness, and mayhem is there is Scum's mission uh, to kill Ring of Honor, blah, blah, blah. 
And then uh, my four pick for uh, joining Scum, Mike Mondo and Grizzly hit the ring uh, against Jacobs and Rave. In the end, Mondo goes up for something. Carino kicks him off. Grizz chases Carino into Jacobs and Rave for a vicious double choke slam power thingy. And the NWO beatdown continues. Rick comes down, uh, slams Chris through a table. Whitmer comes out. Titus and hit Titus and him fight. It's our next match again. Another classic Ring of Honor. Good strong style. But Karina on the mic does a t- um, doing a time impression. Uh, I don't know what my notes mean there. Uh, oh, running down everybody. Uh, Karina orgasm when Rick Titus hit that drop kick. Rick hits Whitmer's old finisher, old school expulsion, but Whitmer kicks out. Carino loses it. It's Raymond Jacobs come out, get thrown through a table. There's a roll of quarters. Whip stops or Whitmer stops Carino from grabbing it, but that doesn't pick it up. Titus on the ground. Open roll, knocks out Whitmer, and man, just sloppy. So basically, we just had three matches for the price of one well. Um we didn't. I mean, you know, it's more as they say up here, Tom, it's more for your dollar. Yeah, just uh, not fun. I mean, this really kind of kind of put a damper on on the um the episode for me. But uh, do you have? I know I I kind of sh- uh, shotgun through that whole thing. But uh, do you have a uh, Red Titus really does have a beautiful dropkick. That is a fact. Red Titus uh, is really good. I mean, he's he's a mainstay throughout. Uh, throughout Ring of Honor. I mean, I can't get over the fact that we're going to see him later under a mask and a very different gimmick than what we're seeing right now. But, you know, he, like, he's been there this whole time. Like, he didn't really go anywhere else. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a great talent. And he's still yeah. going strong now. Yeah, and I think when he won that pure title, I think that was his first title when since Tim and Kenny lost it, so I couldn't know that, that was his first singles title, Ring of Honor. After all this time, so well, after that, Will we have a run in the world, the Wolves run in for the save, uh, but then they transition right into uh, CNC Wrestle Factory versus the Wolves, uh, with Bob, Bobby Fish on commentary, yes, sir. All right, now. This match right here, Will, saved this entire pay-per-view. This match was fucking awesome. Great match. Two um, two great tag. That's four great quality wrestlers. And, uh, you know, you could see, I mean, obviously, the Wolves and CNC have wrestled before, um, but their chemistry in this match was, you could see it all come together. Um, But, like Will had referenced earlier, Bobby Fish is on commentary. And uh, definitely questioning Davey Richards' moral fiber. Um, that's all we're going to say with recent allegations. We're going to say their allegations. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. brings up again, like, you look at what's the common thread. It's like, he was in a tag, like, all these people he's been in a tag team with, he just kind of leaves them all Pain. high and dry. I mean, he kind of ditched Rocky Romero, as he puts it. He, there was... The initial fallout between the wolves, there was team ambition that fell out, and there was it's like Davy Richards. He's like, No, I have no issue. He says he's got no issue with Eddie Edwards. Money's on the table for them to go back to Japan. Yeah. 
it's just Davy Richards. Um, yeah, you know, and yeah, and like I said, on commentary, you know, Bobby said, you know, him and Edwards are still, you know, still uh, partners in Japan. Um, uh, oh, I did. There was one fun spot. Uh, Bruce Coleman got thrown into Davy Richards, and Davy Richards kind of flung him off. But then he jumped onto the ropes and they flipped onto um, Eddie Edwards. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed that spot or not, but I thought it was kind of innovative, but really fun match. Um, I legit um, thought this match was over like six times. Like a shoot, you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I know, but, uh, you know. No, they're, they're, you could say that they're both at the top of their game, right? Both tag teams. I do like that they have the, they have the CNC Russell Factory T-shirts when they come out here. Yeah, we tracked down some of those too. But and I love when Cedric hits that splash. He goes into a handstand and then comes back down for the pin. Um, Cedric is so goddamn underrated. I don't know what WWE is doing with him. Um, they need to uh, get nothing. the hurt business. Yeah, they need to get the hurt business back. But um. But finally, they get to the kick to the head to the tombstone um, on Cedric in the win. And uh, yeah, I, like I got in my notes, it's basically a DVD saver uh, after all the dog shit earlier. But and then Davey gets on the mic. Uh, oh, yeah, they congratulate, you know, CNC. But next week they're going to be champs, blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Listen, I don't really have a lot to say about this match besides the fact that it fucking ruled. So, <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, and then after that, uh, we get Alabama Attitude, uh, Corey Hollis and Mike Posey versus Redragon. Uh, Corey Hollis does do, um, he's on that Ring of Honor Dojo or Dojo Pro show that they did on Amazon. Uh, that's a fun watch, by the way. Jeff Cobb's on that and Joey Janela. Um, but not bad, you know, uh, and they say Bobby Fish is now also in addition to training, he's actually playing rugby. Um Mike Posey is very tan. Kyle O'Reilly is not very tan. So that was a very interesting contest or contrast. Uh, but then at one point, um Bobby Fish gets Mike Posey in a in a um compromising position and starts pulling out his ear. Uh great dick move. Um you know, but Bobby Fish really does have great cardio. Um, he, after all this, he's not even breathing heavy. But in the end, yeah, they do some dope. And all the, all the digs too, right? All the, what, what the hell is Alabama attitude? Like, if you want to cry, like, roll time. Yeah. Um, but you have to be attracted to your sister and then the crowd's like, oh, shucks, you guys. Never heard that one before. Um, but yeah, and then they do Chase and Dragon where uh Bobby Fish uh kicks him in the back of the head and then he gets dropped on the uh that same head. Um, that's a Bobby Fish quote, not my own. Uh, yeah, and like Will said, Fish picks in the crowd and the women in the crowd, both of them, blah, you know, well, both the women. I mean, I think there's like four total in the whole crowd, so um. Not bad. I mean, really just kind of a showcase for Red Dragon. I mean, Alabama attitude's really not bad. Obviously, they weren't going to get to win here or anything. No, but... I like I like that. Uh, I think it was Hollis got to rally a little bit towards the end. Yeah. 
and he, like he started like always oh, going to try to start mounting a comeback. I think it's just like no, getting shut down. Yeah, I know Hollis has been in and out of Ring of Honor for for a while. So, um, whenever I think Mike Posey, I always remember that he was a referee in the WWE. And that's what. It's like Mike Posey. Like, hey, that's referee Mike Posey. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we're gonna bring the showdown again. Was this a four corner survival match? I don't remember. The ACH. Yeah, it was. It was a four. It was also not just a four corner survival match, Tom. This was also a proving grounds match. That's right. For Matt Taven's TV title. Correct. Uh, So, so a reminder to everyone, a Proving Grounds match is if you win, you get a shot at the champ. Yeah. And uh, usually but... it's if you can last the the 15 minutes or you can beat the champ. They didn't really explain, like, if Matt Taven necessarily had to be the one to get pinned for you to get the title shot. Because in theory, he couldn't, he could have just not been part of the outcome altogether. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but solid lineup of talent for this match. Yeah, um, there's just one one bad thing about this match, and basically, Truth Martini and Taven tag teaming Scarlet on the apron. More awkwardness. Um, I mean, I know. do like that we're getting a little more of like the Matt Taven. Yeah, did that match just happen? Did match just happen? Yeah, we're we're we're. We're starting to get a little more of like the <clears throat> kind of I don't know what you call it, a little bit more of like a grimy. Like he's not just like talent. Like he's yeah. trying to have a little more character, a little more like uh, like personal touches here and there on moves to like separate himself from other create a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But have, have we gone over all the people in this match yet? Have we? Uh, briefly, so it was ACH uh, versus Rye Strong versus Jay Lethal versus Matt Taven. Oh, um, boy, Jay Lethal, my favorite. You know, uh, Taven really healing it up here. And like Will said, just, you know, just said, he's starting to get some personality. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to, like, look into the future because we know what the future does hold for Matt Taven. I can't wait for him to get away from Truth Martini. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but, uh, again, really, obviously, you know, I'm going to – be Captain Obvious here um, because he won the match, but ACH was a really good showcase for him uh, to show that he is that fucking good. And Tom, just for the folks at home, who did ACH pin to win this match? Did he pin Taven? He did pin Taven. He hit him with that okay that and, cradle DDT and got okay. the champ. Mister Notes here. Um, yeah, I kind of. This match was fucking long. It was long. And it was like, why? Like was, it, it, was it actually long or did it just feel long? I don't know. Uh, because like I looked at the end of it, I'm like, we've only got a couple minutes for this main event. Um, But I'm pretty sure they did say that, J- or that ACH does get a future title shot, right? Yeah. Okay. But Super um, Card of Honor, we do have the, the triple threat. Matt right. Hardy, Adam Cole. Matt Tate. Yeah. Um, there was that superplex that was really fucked up, but uh oh yeah, where they couldn't get them all over and they always kind of like fell over. Yeah. yeah, they didn't look great. Um, but yeah, only Jay Lethal gave the quote of honor. 
Um, I don't know what my notes mean here, but Martini is Mike Awesome. I don't know. Oh, I think they powerbomb. Didn't they powerbomb Martini? Mike? Maybe. I don't know what my notes mean there. Okay. I was hoping maybe Trip I mean, Martini were, were got powerbomb. I would say, were you going like Joey Styles' way? Were you saying he hope he kills himself? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um. Yeah, a little, a little long. was a great showcase for ACH. Like I said, obviously, I'm a huge ACH fan. Um, I do have an ACH t-shirt on my profile as my Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at High Five Tom. That's number five, not five spell out. Uh, but that's also in the notes. But, Will, we are coming to our main event. Now's our main event. This is our second main event. So we, are, we already covered TV, so there was oh. the main event there. Now we got it. Okay. There's more main yeah. events. National um, Treasure, Mark Briscoe. Uh, but Mark Briscoe gets, yes, our weekly shout-out for Mark Briscoe. You are a National Treasure, and yes, your brother uh, does show up later on. So, Jay, we do miss you. Um, But, yeah, I you know, earlier, Jay, Nigel was just throwing out title matches, and this is the, one of the first ones. So, um, yeah, you know the call? How, saying, like, Steen had beat all worthy competitors. Like, how do you not say that, like, a Mark Briscoe isn't a worthy challenger? Yeah. Um, and uh, you do see Papa Briscoe um, on and, the aisle. Uh, and Leroy, is that is that the... Jethro, I think? Jethro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Might as well I, just called him Hillbilly. <laughs> just, just yeah, Hillbilly 1, Hillbilly 2. Uh, but they weren't in the front row. They were on the aisle. Uh, and obviously, we'll find out why later. Um, but I, I did have to chuckle. I, I don't know if I misheard this or not, but Carino was like, you know, Kevin Steen's one of the greatest Ring of Honor champions, and you know, all the Ring of Honor champions are great. He's like, well, except except for Xavier, he sucks or something like that. So I thought that was kind of funny. What a throwback. Um, yeah, they go this match is only eleven minutes. Um they've never and really it's it's probably the most house show match of the whole yeah, um, uh, and it was unfortunate Mark did not get to showcase what we know Mark can do. Um, I mean, he had some spots. You know, it was just he, awkward. He did hit a froggy bow. He did. Um, and you just hope maybe I don't know maybe one of them was late. You know, maybe Kevin Steen was late to showing up. Who knows? Um, but in the end, Will Scum comes out. And then Jay comes out, and then Papa Briscoe on the end, and uh, la da da da. Well, um, and then they uh, they they hit the the Doomsday device, right? Post match on uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. Um, which I yeah. also want to bring up as a segue is you saw the new Ring of Honor tag team title belts, right? Kind of. The new side plates are the Briscoes doing the Doomsday device. No shit. That's cool. Well, you have a pair of Ring of Honor tag team belts signed by the Briscoes, don't they? I I have a belt. Yes, it, it fucking... is a single singular belt with with the two signatures. It's fucking cool. It is very. Um... Cool. But, uh, you know, in, in the end, you know, it was a little disappointing, especially knowing what these two could have done. But, uh, you know, Steen hits the F-Sank on Mark, but he does kick out. Uh, but, you know, but Kevin Steen do what Kevin does, throws right into the package pile driver for the win. Um, yeah, but yeah we, I mean, it's a we, brawl. 
even if you want to say Mark Bristow is a comedy actor, I mean, like we saw like the match that Mike Mondo and Kevin Steen had on TV was a lot of fun. Very funny. Yeah. It would have been great to have seen a little more. Yeah. Out of this match, but you know, it was still a fun match, still a good match. I mean, you, you play up. I mean, I like that the, the, the Briscoe family is always like this, like, I don't want ominous isn't quite the word, but it's always like this omnipresent they're there. force at Ram. They're always there. <laughs> I can attest to this in person. I was also mugged by the Briscoe clan at one point, so probably that, on TV. That's the t-shirt. I was mugged by the Briscoe clan. <laughs> we should do that. I was mugged um, by the Briscoe clan, and all I got was a stupid t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but a one-armed Jay Briscoe. Yeah, gets on top, you know, and, and healing it or, you know, playing it up. But, yeah, and then he does the one-armed doomsday advice on Jimmy Jacobs. And, uh, you know, the Briscoe stand tall at the end, even though Mark didn't get the win. But uh, it's going to be Jay Briscoe versus Kevin Steen, Supercard of Honorwell. Yeah, how how is the arm going to be at Supercard? Yes, we're going to find it. Because, this, I mean, this is this is only a week before Supercard. So it's not like it was you know, even, like we, you know. You said it was, it was last week, right? Yeah, with uh, he's like Supercard of Honor. This this sling comes off my shoulder and that belt comes off your fat ass. Oh. Boy. Too missy, buddy. Um Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. So we'll we'll try not to spoil things too much for everybody. But uh, you know, obviously tune in next week. Um unfortunately Will will not be here. Uh he'll be here in spirit, but obviously we do have a very similar replacement, Mr. Brundon. Um the third man is stepping into the the yeah, I'd say, the, I'd say the driver's seat, but we all know I'm not the driver. I'm very much the let me pick the radio, and you're like, as long as you don't play that, I'm like, oh, that's all. we got that for eight hours. You get you gonna play, you know, you gonna play a little bit of country or play a little bit of rock and roll, so um, Paradise City. Yeah, so it's gonna listen to Dance Away by Dan Valentine's on a on a loop. Some some unsettling differences. Yeah. Um, so I know that was kind of a brief review, but I mean, I don't think we really missed much, Will. Um, not no, the best whole show. It's, I wouldn't say the event as a whole was must watch. Like, like we said, like, um, if you want to go back and watch the tag team match, watch the, you know, the four corners of wild match, it was what it was, but you know, it puts over ACH. Yeah. You know, so that's that's always solid. And like I said the, the closing match wasn't it wasn't bad. It just could have been more. Yeah. And there's really no reason they couldn't have had it have a couple more minutes. Yeah, so this this whole thing was only like two and a half hours long. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they had a humongous intermission or something. I mean, it's not like you're running out of TV time. It was a house show on DVD. Right. You can run, you know. Um, it's not like GCW is the world where you wind up with your main event and you only have like three minutes to to get everybody shit in. And your one of your guys takes two minutes to come down to the ring. No throw shade, but yeah. Um, MDK all fucking day. Literally. Um. Yeah. Not. Not the best show. But yeah, that goddamn tag team match definitely carried this pay per view. 
You know, and Elgin Page, you know, I mean, as an opener, um, I, I have a feeling for some other reason those two do <coughs> have a future rivalry a little bit. Uh, so I would like to see a more developed Adam Page wrestle Elgin here in a couple of years. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We're, uh, we're completists here, so we're going to cover everything. So, everything. Um, oh, so... I was going to bring this up as a joke, but if we're covering everything, are we going to cover the unauthorized, un- uncensored Ring of Honor presents Truth Martini Hoopla Night thing? Are we are we tracking down that that footage? If it's not on our club, we're not doing it, dear. Dear Tony Khan, <laughs> finding this footage. Can you please add in the double tap to skip forward 30 seconds feature on Honor Club and also this extra content? Because I remember they've had a bunch of those, like when uh, I think they did one when uh, Bennett and Maria were supposed to get married. They had like the bachelor party thing and like whatever. So, well, that's what you done, told me about that. They've They've done things like that. I've never watched any of them because I was a child, basically, with no disposable income. But um, at, this, at this point, the, if there was a way to watch less Truth Martini, I'd, I'd pick that. Yeah. Um, what's funny, because uh, I will be appearing on The Shining Wizards, and we'll be reviewing a show called Unauthorized, but it's a little bit different, but it is Ring of Honor unauthorized. I know, Tony can't wait. He, if he does not like this fucking show, I mean, if you want to look up the card, it's awesome. Um, there's so, some, fun, some fun surprises, so. Ring of Honor, un, what is it called, Ring of Honor unauthorized? Yep, April 28th, 2017. Um, is this on Honor Club? Yep, it is. So we're gonna we're gonna you're reviewing this kind of like spoilers for when we review this in however many years from now. Yeah, four years from now. So, um, you said 2017. Correct. Yep. So when I well, type it in, it brings up 19. Well, that's bullshit. April 28th, 2017, from Turner Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, um, there it is, Milwaukee. Um. Yeah, Ring of Honor unauthorized Michael Bennett's bachelor party. Ooh, there's a dark match. There is. Um, Stacy Shadows versus Sierra. Sierra. Yep, that was. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sierra's still one of my favorites to this day. She is actually wrestling. Speaking of AEW, she has a tag t- uh, women's title match against Masha Slamovich next weekend. Um, Ooh. um, well, Will, before uh, this we'll, is yeah, this is uh, Bully Ray and the Briscoes. Oh, oh. don't tell, yeah, we'll it's, talk about it off air. that show. All right, we're gonna pull a train to the station here, and Will and I are gonna do some extra content that you can pay for on Patreon. Uh, but Will, anything else before I hit the Pull the plug on this. Uh, no, guess not. 
I'll see, I'll see you all, and I'll see everybody in two weeks. All right. Well, I appreciate my friend. I'll talk to you next week, actually, but I'll talk in about 30 seconds here after I hit the record button. The high fivers, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you to Visionaries Global Media. Thank you to Shining Wizards Wrestling uh, Podcast Network. Uh, we'll talk to everybody later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.